Welcome to episode 1111 of Local Bones Knows Gaming Podcast. I'm your host, Local Bones Knows, joined as always by my special guest, Jeremy Greer. Jeremy, tell me, what do you know about video games? What's up, gamers? I know a lot about video games. We have a lot of questions to get through today, Chris. We're going to be answering Let's... everybody's question about vi- questions about video games. So you can leave your questions in the chat, and yep. uh, we'll answer them right now. So, mm-hmm. all right, uh, today, no, what's up? Hey um hey jeremy <laughs> um hey chris so at the time of recording this we are we're staring down a new generation of consoles video game consoles launching um we get the playstation 5 and the xbox series coming out is that what we're gonna call it the xbox series yeah series x or the series s yeah a little confusing easy to say sex mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. sex box 360 was a you know was popular, a big hit. popular meme back in the day on the forums mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, me and my um, forum bros. <laughs> the forum bros. Hopefully, the forum bros will join us here in the chat mm-hmm, um, to mm-hmm. ask their burning questions. But no, um, I, we, you, and I have been talking about this constantly, and I was saying how I didn't, I didn't have any intention of play, of pre-ordering the PS5 or anything like that. Wasn't interested. Uh, I don't know her, and I'm not interested. Is what I said to you. Um, but that was a lie because as soon as those pre-orders went live, I went, oh fuck. <laughs> Gotta I want to get one. Gotta I got to get in there. The fear of missing out hit hard. Um, I was lucky enough to get a pre-order. Um, but ever since then, it's just been been getting that kind of excitement for video games going again, especially after what has felt like sort of a, a weird year for games, like not a ton of huge releases with, you know, the world the way it is and everything. Um, but yeah, this this excitement has has brought me back to thinking about getting new consoles and the excitement of actually getting home with it day one plugging it in playing it so i wanted to talk about those 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 good times relive some of that stuff before we move forward into the next generation it's exciting stuff man like um i think my childhood was periodically dotted with these new console releases like Mm -hmm. i remember getting a super nintendo i remember getting um the nintendo 64 i you know and after that like i was kind of I was teenage to adult year, so consoles were kind of on my own then. Um, mm-hmm. But it was still special, even if I wasn't doing it at launch, uh, which I very rarely did. Uh, I would it, picking them up was still super, super special and super awesome. Like that, the experience of simply like opening the box, plugging everything in, you get that new hardware smell. Mm-hmm. Um, you got a couple of games, and that's what is interesting to me about this next console generation. Is like if you buy Xbox right now you put a code in and then you can just start downloading thousands of games. Yeah. <laughs> like it's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Um, versus like, you know, in the Nintendo era, like I, I had two or three games and maybe I was lucky enough to be able to rent one over the weekend. Um, mm-hmm. And Super Nintendo was the same way. Like I would, would, I had like a certain number of games and boy, I had to play all of those games before getting a new oh, one. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. But yeah, there's something just super special about it. Like it's super, it's super fun. Like it's, 
especially in the back in the day, the the leaps between generations were so much greater that every mm-hmm. single time you got a new console, it was like there's a new revolutionary period of your life. So like yeah. 8-bit to 16-bit, like enormous. Like look at these graphics, hear the sound. This is amazing. How can it ever get better than this? And then, you know, going from that to the 3D stuff with the 64 and the PlayStation and like, holy shit, this is crazy. Like what are we going to do? And then that getting like even more solidified with the PlayStation 2 and then the Xbox coming along and like making this stuff like it just the, the gaps get a little smaller as you go. Like, I think if you you can definitely tell the difference between a 360 and an Xbox one. Um, yeah. But but I feel like if you showed a screenshot to two different people, like they would be like, yeah, I mean, sure, it's better. Like, so that that gets that doesn't like that magic that like we're in a new era or a new generation of gaming, I think, has faded for me over the years. Mm hmm. But it's still super fun to open up that box and like get mm-hmm. after it, man. I'm, I'm, I, I am, I've pre-ordered the <clears throat> the new Xbox. I am enough of a consumer whore that I will probably pre-order at the PS5 if I'm able to. <laughs> um, and and I should we should probably note like we realize especially with the new consoles in a year where people are losing their jobs and things like that. Like it's a very consumeristic kind of thing. But oh yeah, as as Chris noted, like I was I had a I had a certain budget for like taking my wife out on dates and like we don't do that anymore <laughs> so and i'm just gonna feed that into the gamer habit which i think all gamers are familiar with right 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 yeah. um i mean if you're a gamer then this is already this is a part of your life it's not it's it's a financial obligation of course um, of course no no so I'm, I'm looking at like the lists of console generations and i'm seeing so many like uh 1940s um military devices that just don't look like video games to me so jeremy mm-hmm. What was the first console that you owned? Atari. I had Atari. the I had the Atari. I don't remember. It's got to be a twenty six hundred. Um, yeah, so that's was, that's considered second generation, I guess, of consoles. Yeah. Ninety or nineteen seventy six to nineteen ninety two. Atari twenty six hundred came out in nineteen seventy seven. So just a few years after you were born. Sure. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you. Um, Atari. I had the wood paneled Atari. Um, mm-hmm, that shit mm-hmm. was dope. Not long after having the Atari. And I think I don't think I owned I don't think it was my Atari. I think like right. it was somebody's that lived with us or something like cuz I don't remember I think I was a little too young to like this is mine. But I remember going over to a cousin's house and he had a Nintendo and he had Zelda and Zelda blew my fucking mind. I think I talked about that yeah, on the other local bones news gaming. That's um, the shit. That's, that's the that's shit. Yeah, exactly. So um, So that would have been Nintendo Entertainment System from 1985. That's yeah, third that's, generation technically. That that is my like that was my first real system that I owned mm-hmm. that I would leave turned on all day while I was at school yep. <laughs> so that I could save the cartridge or whatever so I could save my stats or or whatever. Um yeah, that that was my that was my jam. So when you got the NES, what did you I mean you already you played Zelda obviously, but was yes. there like a do you remember the moment of like getting it? Or was it just, it's just, it's just a pocket in your it, memory somewhere. It was definitely Christmas. Um, mm-hmm. I was, uh, th- th- any of this stuff probably would have happened around Christmas. Like no matter what. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't remember, like I-, I do actually, like I had the, the combo, I had Mario and Duck Hunt and, um, like me and some cousins around like playing, uh, Duck Hunt together and playing Mario together and things like that. Mm-hmm. Like just being kids and, and goofing off and just having an, an enormous amount of fun, like spending all day like doing that kind of stuff. Yeah, we uh, I, we had an NES. I think my parents got it like secondhand at like a yard sale or something for my sisters. Um, so I played, we played like you know Mario, one, 
<laughs> okay. Super Mario 3, like mm-hmm. the most basic of like basic NES games. We had Castlevania, which was too scary for me. We had um, a Popeye game, which was just, I don't know, it was kind of like old school Mario, I guess. Into it. So okay. NES, like I, I did play it. We did have it. But it wasn't anything that I was like super interested in because I was just a wee baby. I was like, you know, four years old sure. watching my sister play, essentially. Um, so it was third generation or fourth generation. Rather, we had a Sega Genesis. Do not know where that came from, how my sister even really knew what that was or, or anything. But we ended up with the Sega Genesis. And that's when I started to actually like notice video games. Um, and I'm always been kind of bummed because like every one of my friends had a Super Nintendo and that seemed like that was the shit. My, one of my good friends had like a wall. It was like, you know, built in bookcase, but the whole thing was just like Super Nintendo games Whoa. because his dad, his dad was super into them too. Excellent. <laughs> so he just good had deal. every game and I go over there and I'd be seeing all this cool shit like Mega Man. I was like, who is me? Who's this guy? I don't have him. I don't know about him. <laughs> Who's this guy? I need him. <laughs> we got Sonic the Hedgehog. We had, we had Street Fighter 2. Which I was so mad at that I like, I think I threw it out the window or something. Um, and then I would just play like the Disney games, like Lion King and uh, what's the other one? I played Pocahontas a lot, weirdly. Okay, cool. I didn't know yeah, there was a Pocahontas just, game. That seems... Yeah, just a lot, just a lot of weird Disney games. I am um, speaking of Street Fighter 2, around that era, my cousin was coming of an age where she was starting to understand um, like video games and stuff. And her parents, my uncle and my aunt, were extremely. Um, and I guess still are like super religious um, mm-hmm. and just did not rec- refuse to allow her to see um, Street Fighter. Like that was oh, a, wow. th- that was a super duper no, no. So when I brought my Nintendo over um, and he had a Nintendo because my uncle was super into video games, too. He was like a Zelda freak. I remember watching him play Zelda 2 and like <laughs> he is way better at this than I am. Um, but like i would i brought my super nintendo over and they were like you don't have that street fighter right and i'm like oh no not at all and then like waited for them to go to bed and slam street fighter 2 turbo edition in and were like let's play uh, you can be yeah. chun Li, and she's like fuck yeah <laughs> it was great <laughs> um it, did you have like older people like I'm, i don't think you did i think i know the answer to this but like did you have anybody in your family that was a, a little bit older that was like super into this shit at all no no i wish i i i i I, I was gonna say I regret, but like it's not something you can regret. But no, I I had an, an uncle who was into like Star Wars and stuff, and I did find his Atari a few years ago in my grandmother's garage. But there was no like older presence. It was just like my sister vaguely getting video games. We'd go to this place called West Coast Video before we went to Blockbuster, and I could rent Sega games there. I see. I didn't even know it was the Sega Genesis for like fifteen years. That I thought it was just just called a Sega. Absolutely um, hilarious to me. Yeah. So I had the Sega, and I would get. We rented a, a Ren and Stimpy game a lot. Um, just random shit like that. Oh, a Gargoyles game. You ever played the Gargoyles game, Jeremy? Uh, it doesn't ring a bell. To be honest with you, probably not. If I had to guess. So yeah, that was that was just it was just random shit. It was just chaos. It was it was just trying to figure out anything that was enjoyable and those games were so hard and i had no patience because i was five a lot um, of those like so. disney licensed games were super super difficult to do and like you yeah. would just if you were me you would just keep trying like i remember playing battletoads like the the the, the one that this you know that everybody remembers right because it was mm-hmm. so hard like and just like i really want to like i really want to make these toads win but i don't know what i'm doing <laughs> like i have no idea what's going <laughs> yeah. on yeah. Uh, or the ninja turtles game there's a ninja turtles game for the nintendo mm-hmm. where that like you would it, the 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 frame rate was so bad the sprites would flicker in and out and like the the the, the t- you would jump like across the screen at a moment's notice like it was all super fucking weird and kind of bad um yeah i, I it, a lot of that stuff like i had my uncle 
he was kind of into video games like he was into zelda um mm-hmm. but for the most part uh living in the south especially like the country south that i lived in pretty much everybody thought this was the stupidest shit in the world um <laughs> my cousins were kind of down with it but like my older cousins are like especially as we got into the teenage years they were very much like fuck this like let's go do trucks um mm-hmm. let's go smoke cigarettes outside the skating rink or whatever um yeah but i was like super i was had posters on the wall subscribing to nintendo power like i was i was the dude that like we would play nba jam or street fighter and then they would stop playing that with me because i'd gotten good at it yeah (laughs) um which is not like a brag like i'm sure i wasn't that good or whatever like i'm not saying that it's just i literally like they just wouldn't they refused to play no we don't want to do that it's no fun playing against you you know all the moves um so it was it was weird growing up in that environment where like i felt like nobody really dug video games that much i thought i was like very much alone in the world for liking that which is super strange now to think that because yeah. <laughs> yeah. when everybody plays video games so yeah that's super bizarre the only thing i mean like i said my older sisters played so that just seemed kind of like whatever it was it was the norm at that point for mm-hmm. me um my only memory from that generation i think really is playing the lion king game so much that i could get to the last level without dying and it's it's the Lion King, so it's Simba versus Scar. That's the final boss, and you have Spoilers. to knock. Yeah, you got to <laughs> knock him over your shoulders by like pressing a button at the right time. Simba will flip Scar over, and if you do it near the edge of the cliff, you throw him off, and then you win the game. Um, but I never could figure that out. I couldn't. I couldn't ever make it happen. Went to a kid's house. He showed me the game, and I said, "Oh, I can't beat this." And he was like, "Oh, okay. I got the cheat codes. Like, don't worry about it." So he puts the game in. He put the cheat code in so he could start at the last level. Or the password. Remember when he had passwords? Had passwords, uh, yeah. Um, so we, he starts at the last level. He gets up to the top where you have to fight him. And then he puts in another code to make it automatically like beat him or, or something like that. That's how my memory is anyway. And I was like, oh my god, you gotta give me this cheat code, dude. Like, I gotta, I gotta do this. So he gave, gave me the cheat code. I went home all excited, fired that shit up. It didn't work because I had a Sega Genesis and he had a Super Nintendo. So the oh, buttons were different. no. <laughs> and I couldn't just like go online. I couldn't no. Google it. Um, couldn't do that so, at all. Absolutely not. So that was, uh, that must have been the end of my, of my gaming that generation. And then we moved on to the fifth generation, which is either PlayStation or Nintendo 64, unless you had a Sega Saturn or something like that. Yeah, I didn't have anything like that. Um, I didn't, like, I always would look at the, uh, um jaguar and the saturns and the 32x and all that kind of stuff like i was always like i always thought that the super cool i thought sega was super cool because i didn't have it um mm-hmm. and now it's funny when i try to go back to sega i'm like three buttons what yeah. is this, this yeah. is trash yeah. what, is, what is going on here um so yeah it's super nintendo stuff nintendo 64 um nintendo 64 i was working at a video game store at that time um, mm-hmm. and I didn't buy one. I didn't really care about it. Uh, cause basically what I was doing back then was, uh, I was a PC gamer. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was, by that point I had gotten into PC gaming and I had built a rig. Had a what ba- were you playing in the nineties on, on PC? Um, Master Ryan, Master Ryan 2, Diablo, um, okay. like okay. any first person shooters, Quake, all that stuff. Like, oh, sure. Yeah. Command and Conquer. I was real big into RTS stuff. So Command and Conquer, Starcraft, Warcraft, all that stuff. Right, um right, right. i would like my 
girlfriend, my high school girlfriend, I would go over to her house and they had a computer that was in their kitchen. Like that was a family computer. And mm-hmm. then um, her brother, mm-hmm. she had like three brothers. They would always fight with each other who got to play Warcraft. So it was, <laughs> it was like we would be doing homework at the dinner table and someone like, because the younger brother, all he wanted to do was click the orcs until they yelled at you. And like he would just, con- <laughs> it was just like a sound cacophony of orcs yelling yeah. at people in the background. <laughs> Um, but the 64 I bought because of Ocarina of Time because another Zelda game. Oh yeah, uh, got got, the, got the gold, got the gold cartridge. I think I still have Ooh. that gold cartridge Ooh. to this day. Um, uh, it wasn't as shiny as the NES gold cartridge, but like that's that mm-hmm. was the coolest shit in the world to me. Uh, and yeah, like I I came home and like just played a bunch of shit, um, a bunch of Zelda, and then I played Banjo Kazooie. Uh, and I was like, "Well, this is okay." And I don't think yeah. I ever played anything on the sixty four again. I didn't. Oh, wow. I didn't really. I didn't really dig that console that much. Like, I just didn't have a lot for it. So, it's so funny because the N sixty four for years had this like mystique to me, even though it's it's like out of all of the classic consoles, it seems the most like the four four children console. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was obsessed with the N sixty four because I didn't have one, and I don't, and I never got one. So that made me like really, really into it. Like all of my friends had an N64. So I played just about everything that you could think a little kid would be into. Like uh, I made my friend buy Ocarina of Time because I was like, that's the dude from Smash Bros. He's green Link, and he's cool. And I want to play that game. Can you get it? So he got it and then like didn't like it at all. So he like traded it into Funko Land or whatever we had back then to get something else. Um, But yeah, so I was obsessed with the N64. Didn't have one played Mario 64 at everybody's house. Then Blockbuster started doing a thing where you could rent a console yep. for the weekend. Mm-hmm. And I, I probably have talked about this before, but they, I think it was like $100 down. Then you return the console at the end of the weekend and they give you $95 back. Yeah. It was just like it, the security deposit <laughs> on it, this thing. It was impossible so, like to convince your parents to do it for the weekend. Oh, like yeah. I, I tried for the, the Sega Genesis numerous times, and my mom was like, I'm not giving somebody my credit card for this bullshit. Like, yeah. absolutely not. So my, my dad was a mailman back then, and he delivered to a Blockbuster on his route, and they, you know, whatever, he just got talking to one of the guys there. So he rented it for me, and then I wanted it, like, every weekend from then on. And I think we got it twice. Because the first time he, we got it, he got me Turok. Okay. Because it has a dinosaur on it. And he was like, Chris likes dinosaurs. All right, here you go. Because again, I'm like five <laughs> or six or something like that. Um, so he brings home Turok, which to me was, it might have might as well have been Silent Hill. Um, it was the scariest shit I had ever played. You're just, it's a first person shooter where it's just nothing but fog anywhere. Because it's an N- N64 64 it game. Yeah. It cannot load anything. But I thought that it was like the biggest, creepiest, scariest, coolest shit in the world. Because um, there's guys with guns, there's dinosaurs, you don't know what's going on. So I remember playing that one weekend, clearly was not able to advance at all in any way, shape, or form. But it was fine. Just keep restarting, just keep going, no no sweat. Um, and then the next time, I got Mario 64 and finally like got to play it on my own with that goofy-ass N64 controller. And I didn't realize how, like, saving worked or anything like that. So I just kept loading up whatever file was on there before. Sure. And then realized that the person had already gotten all the stars. So it was just, like, a complete, like, it was it was a bust. Nothing happened. Oh, it's a bummer. And so this is what led to my eventual, like, actual fifth generation start of getting into video games. Because one weekend, I just kept asking him, my dad to please rent it for me. So he finally, like, he caved one week and was like, all right, I'll get it for you this weekend. And he went. And they didn't have it. Um, and then he went back the next week, 
same thing they didn't have it whoever had rented it out like never brought it back don't blame them um so <laughs> finally at some point i guess they went to go and just buy an n64 because they're like well clearly we can just pick this thing up um they went i'm pretty sure my whole family went to one place um they didn't have an n64 but they did have a playstation and my oldest sister was like i want the playstation can we get that and so they got that and they brought home a playstation i was like the fuck is this gray square I, what is what is not this, what I, this does not have the guy from smash bros <laughs> <laughs> does not have that guy from smash bros green link they don't have him um but i don't i don't know what my awareness of uh sony or, or playstation was i'm sure i didn't know what sony was um i don't know what my awareness of this was but i really wanted that game croc you know what i'm talking yep. about i know that with you the just, little uh, um crocodile like, mascot yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Because I was, again, I'm a little boy, so I just like shit like that. He's just a little, he's a little crocodile wearing a backpack. And I was like, I want that game. But again, my sister went out and she wanted a game called Too Extreme, which okay. is like a racing game that's like, has snowboarding, biking, uh, rollerblading. It's just, it's, it's quite the game. So that's what they got. And then they got Crash Bandicoot. And then somewhere down the line, I got Croc. Finally got that game. Um, but all I remember from like them bringing that home. They get home at like eight o'clock, brother. That is bedtime for Chris. I gotta hit the hay. Um, <laughs> I'm tired, so I, I remember waking up early that next morning, and this is my first new console experience. Uh, I was super excited because I knew that they got it. I knew that there was a, a new game to play, but I didn't want to play a racing game. I didn't. I didn't have any interest in that. So I popped in that PS1 demo disc that it came with, and that's where like everything opened up to me. Was seeing these like you know, ten, fifteen, twenty. I don't know how many games were on that thing. Just these little snippets of all these these games, and I was like, "Holy cow, <laughs> this is crazy!" And I played a submarine game, or, okay. or no, it was a scuba diving game. Mm -hmm. I don't know what it was called. I played a tank game. Don't know what it was called. Pretty sure Tomb Raider was on there, but I don't remember. There had because to be the thing that, that with the thing with the. Um, I, I think I remember this demo disc, and it had the because uh, did you fight one of the tigers or something in the demo? I think yeah, something like yeah, that. yeah. But um, the thing that stood out to me the most was Parappa the Rappa. Um, did you ever play Parappa the Rapper? I, I have. Um, I'm real weird on the PlayStation, especially PlayStation mm -hmm. One. I um, I just again at that time I was, despite working at a video game store, I was really into PC gaming, so I was kind of ignoring the PlayStation. Mm -hmm. And I had a PlayStation at the house, and working at Babbage's, I could literally just take home games on the weekend if I wanted to play them. Mm -hmm. Um, so like, and I look back and I'm like, why didn't you even try any of these games? But like, I remember <laughs> Metal Gear Solid and Silent Hill and Resident Evil. I think I've told the joke where the guys like in the, around Monroe, Louisiana would call up asking for that residential evil, um, which I find very <laughs> funny for some reason. Um, yeah. like I, I remember like Parasite Eve coming out and having like the fucking stack Ooh. disc. And like, I could literally, all we had to do was take them home. Make sure we didn't scratch the disc, re-shrink them when we got back to, brought them back to the office, or back, back to the shop, and then we could sell them as new. Um, wow. Yeah, which you could do for a long time at GameStops and stuff, but I think they finally stopped doing that because it wow. maybe kind of sucks to sell used games like they were brand new. Yeah, um, wow. But like, I just didn't play a lot of that stuff, but what I did play was Tekken 3. Oh, um, hell yeah, dude. Dude, I, my Tekken 3 game was incredible. Like, that was a Tekken 3 machine for me. And then I've told the story mm -hmm. many times about Lunar Civil Star Story. Um, <laughs> I had a really good friend that, I say really good friend, I just, she was, she worked at the Babbage's I worked at. Um, she brought me over to her house one day to show me her Final Fantasy save, because she was, uh, her Final Fantasy 7 save, because it was, 
she had maxed everything and it's like she's the clock had maxed out because she had played it so much oh yeah so she had like a thousand hours in that game and she was showing me like summons and fights and stuff and i was like yeah this is cool but like you know, Half Life Two is around, right? Like we get, <laughs> uh, actually, that could be Half Life Two. It had to be. It might have been Half Life Two. Like it was either it was one of the Half Lives. Like I was way, I was, I was really looking down my nose at, at console gaming at the time. Um, That's funny. Which is why, like, when you get to the GameCube era, um, I didn't even buy one for a long, long time. And uh, and I, I remember, I had gotten a job, my first like real job doing computer work i was building computers and then they had finally put me um on the road so i could go like call on customers or whatever and they paid me Mm -hmm. 30 cents a mile to do that um on top of like my normal salary or whatever but like to drive my own vehicle was 30 cents a mile so um this had to be 2000 2001 maybe um had to be pre nine eleven. I mean, I'm just gonna say that it's definitely pre nine eleven. So yeah. like it's it's got to be two, the year two thousand. I don't remember when stuff came out, but um, it was the year that the local internet company in South Louisiana started rolling out residential DSL access for people and T one access for businesses. And somehow, like a lot of that work got dumped on Jeremy. <laughs> so I was traveling. <laughs> way uh, so many like hundreds of miles every single day like that was my whole gig um and i got like a fat fucking expense check like i got like a 500 bonus check for because and it wasn't bonus i had put that many miles on my car yeah, right yeah, yeah. should have put that towards new tires jeremy is like <laughs> i've got because i think it was memorial day and i had to take some time off so i had like a five-day weekend and i'm like i'm going to fucking best buy I'm buying a GameCube, I'm buying the new Zelda, Metroid Prime, and Mario, and I'm fucking having a good fucking weekend. Hell yeah. And, uh, and a big bag of weed. <laughs> I think that was my... I thought, <laughs> I thought that you were going to say that you were driving all, uh, you know, across the state, going to help people set up their, their new computers or whatever the hell, and uh, you get there and you pull out the PlayStation, you're just challenging everybody. Tekken three. 3, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you can take down my Nina, I'll give you this internet for free. <laughs> And uh, I always say I always say that uh Final Fantasy VIII is when I like really got into video games, but that's like that's not true. It was like it was Tekken three, uh completely obsessed with it. Because the character models they looked so cool. They like they looked like full people. They don't anymore. No. But back then I was like, this is the realest shit I've ever seen. Oh dude, like uh, it also and, 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 helped it, it was a great game. And then you had like the little wee dragon in there for no reason, and then you mm-hmm. had like King, who was just a giant tiger with nowadays what people would call that drip. <laughs> like yeah, dude, he's got that drip. He's got, he's got, that got like, drip. The, the Dwayne Rock Johnson drip. Yeah. That, that picture that everybody sees. Mm-hmm. Like he's flexing, dude. Um so yeah, played that, played Tomb Raider. Again, thought Tomb Raider was horrifying. Thought it was the scariest shit ever was obsessed with it but i was was so scared of it um and then we would i would rent the most random ass video games and really was finally starting to get like exposed to like other kinds of stuff never never fucked with metal gear never fucked with silent hill or resident evil or anything like the big pillars of all these things that i love now back then i was like no 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 that's too much for me i'm too scared um i just liked kid games until i accidentally rented final fantasy 8 and then i became obsessed with that and played that were you also like when you were like when did like the manga stuff happen to you because i feel like uh like as soon as you did what mm. i feel like happened is like you got introed into final fantasy 7 and we're like or final fantasy 8 we're like okay i'm into this now and like went on to explore japanese culture but were you already into anime and stuff like before that were you doing dragon ball z and, and stuff like that i think it was just pokemon that i knew about maybe Yu-Gi-Oh if that was out at that time but okay. i think that was a little early i think so Final Fantasy VIII was probably, like, one of my first tastes of, like, a Japanese video game or Japanese anything. Uh, I'd seen some Dragon Ball when I was little, but that, it, it was nothing. Um, 
so yeah, I played I played eight uh, obsessively and couldn't figure out how to save. I kept renting the game and could just never figure out how to save. So then I think from my ninth birthday, my parents got me FF eight. Uh, you know that fat that fat stacked four four disc case. Uh, that was that was a series ship back then, switching discs. Um, I finally got that. Finally figured out how to save. Became obsessed. Played it constantly. Never turned my PlayStation off. Burnt that shit out. No problem. Uh, and and then just didn't have a console. Just did not have a video game console for a long ass time. In between there, I got Final Fantasy VII finally. So I'm just at like random points in these games because I can barely read in third third grade, let alone figure out a complex JRPG. Sure. Um, yeah. Yeah. I got that. I got Legend of Dragoon, and those were my my three big games that I played for probably the next five years off and on, just trying to figure out everything, and then eventually beat them all and became obsessed. Um, but yeah, that's that's when I finally once once my PS one burnt out, I had to move on to the PS two, and this was like one of the happiest moments of my life. I wanted a PS two so goddamn bad. At this point, I must be ten years old. And now, now I really want stuff. I'm not just a small boy who just could run around in the yard and eat some ice cream and you're satisfied. Now I'm 10, you know, I'm complex. I got emotions <laughs> and shit now. <laughs> um, <laughs> I got some stuff going on, you know? Um, so I really wanted a PS2. All of my friends had it again. And I, I want to talk about how do you got a PS2? Because I remember the PS2 being one of those like hard to get items. Mm-hmm. In fact, I've got my PS2 story includes some of that stuff. Like, did you get one on launch? Like, were you pre-ordering? What, what did you, I remember a kid in fourth grade telling me this kid was the only kid in school who had a Charizard, uh, Pokemon card. So he was like, you know, he was tough shit. I mean, I don't think anybody ever really liked him. Um, but, and he, I remember standing in line for something in fourth grade and him just coming up behind me and being like, yeah, my dad got the PS2. It just came out yesterday and he already has it. I was like, dude, what? I don't even know about that. I just have the PS1. So no, I think I got the PS2 probably a year or two later. Okay. Um, But yeah, all my friends had it. We played Tech and Tag Tournament nonstop, people's houses. Um, And then I, I, I think one of my friend's parents must have convinced my mom that it was like a good thing to get for me. I don't know. Because that's like the only way that my mom would ever do anything was if like one of her friends told her to do it. Uh, Sorry, mom. Um. I remember clear as day, my dad came in from work. He always got home super late. And he was like, hey, I left my backpack in the car. Can you go get it? Wow. Parents always pulling mm. tricks. <laughs> always pulling tricks, dude. And you know what? Some in my good, I have my good graces on that day because I'll get a little attitude sometimes. Like, dad, I want to make Lauren do it. Why don't I have to do it? Um, but for whatever reason, I just went, okay. And then I went outside, opened up the trunk of that car, and boom, that blue-ass PS2 mm. box sitting there. And I... I must have screamed. I was so fucking happy. Ran inside. He got um, Star Wars Starfighter, I think. Okay. Uh, you just fly around. You're a Naboo fighter pilot, and you just fly around fighting droids or whatever. Okay. He got me that, and he got me Evergrace. Um, wow. And Evergrace yeah. is, Ooh. you know, it's a FromSoft game. Yeah. I did not understand that game at all. Dude, that game. I, um, I've tried playing that game recently because I think it's, it's either that or Eternal Ring that you can actually just buy on PS4. And and it's... it's games are obtuse. It's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I had those and it was when I finally got The Bouncer. Squaresoft's The Bouncer. <laughs> That's when I was like, oh shit, now I've moved on to the next gen. Um, did you ever play the bouncer? I did not. I've heard about it, but I, I did not play it. So. It's like, you know, 
a brawler, I guess. Like it's not quite a fighting game. It's not quite an action game. It's that it's that middle point. Um, I don't think it's a very good game, but I played it constantly. Um, the I mean, it had those SquareSoft graphics that I had come to love from Final Fantasy. I mean, even the guy on the front with his like stupid outfit and his spiky hair. To me, he was. I was like, that guy kind of looks like Squall. I got to get this game. <laughs> um, so became obsessed with that again. Didn't have a memory card for some reason. So I would just play the beginning of that game over and over and over again. And I don't think I got a, a memory card for like months. So that was just how it was back then. But getting those three games like early on was the best shit ever. I was so excited. So around this time, um, one of the big consoles that can't come out, I think prior to the PS2 was the Dreamcast. Um, and the Dreamcast, like I think I've told you before, I imported one from Japan, went in halfsies with a dude. We imported one. We had it set up in Monroe, Louisiana, playing fucking Sonic Adventure. Um, eventually, the Dreamcast kind of became the center of my friend group as it became the Soul Calibur machine. Uh, um, yes. And also like a profit center for young Jeremy because uh, you could just download games, burn them onto a disc, and then sell them. <laughs> and they would work <laughs> in any Dreamcast whatsoever. Like I contributed to that culture. I feel bad about it now. But at the time, I had to buy drugs and pay my rent. Right, so right, right. you're um, a child. I, would, I mean, I was 19 or 20. I had, No, if I was buying drugs, it'd probably be 21, right? Like I was probably, I was close to 2021. 20, um, but that became like, that was such a huge thing. And when, I remember when the PS2 was announced. And then it became a thing of like, oh, everyone's got to get one. You got to get one. You know, they're mm-hmm. they're going to cost a lot, but they're going to be. It's a DVD player too, and it's going to the DVD player. It's, it's, it's this autumn to, to to this day fucks with me. She goes, yeah, the PS2 is like the best consumer grade DVD player or whatever. <laughs> um, but me and Autumn that year for Christmas spent. Uh, we flew to California to visit her mom and her stepdad, and um, her mom and her stepdad. I don't think this is out of line to say like they they at the time we're trying like a lot of different life stuff. Like, so they mm-hmm. would, um, buy like old magazines off of eBay and then go pull the ads out of them and like put them in a nice frame and then resell just the ads to try to make money. Like huh. they always had like huh. a, they always had a thing going, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like yeah. they were always trying to flip something or sell something or fix something up and sell it or whatever. Um, yeah. so we get to their house and like, um, the dude is a lot closer to my age than he was Autumn's mom's age. So he's a younger guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and he had a PS2 and, um, he was a gamer. He was a gamer, <laughs> but he, <laughs> and he specifically said like, yeah, I had a buddy and so I bought it and I'm going to flip it. Uh, like I'm going to, I'm going to buy it and I'm waiting for the prices to go up so that I can sell it. Like he was scalping the PS2 basically, yeah, 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 yeah. but in the meantime, I wanted to play it. Like we can play it. Let's check it out. Um, and I don't remember, uh, if you've ever seen that picture that I've posted occasionally of like me and autumn sitting on the floor at Christmas and like me with the mm-hmm. PS2 controller and a shitty goatee, like that was me <laughs> checking out the PS2 for the first time. And, um, I remember being like yeah i mean i guess like whatever (laughs) like i just was not (laughs) completely not impressed with this thing uh at at all like just did not care about it and never and i didn't buy a console um like i I was still kind of into pc gaming me and autumn Mm -hmm. had uh found diablo 2 together so uh i had built her machine or i think she bought a dell or something and like learned how to network them so we could fight on play a line play online together all that stuff um but like I remember playing the PS2, I think he I think he had Tech and Tag and something else, and just being like, "Yeah, dude, I'm like this. I don't. I'm not gonna pay like seven hundred dollars for this. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> like this seems yeah, this seems that's... like a chip." Um, <laughs> and I didn't buy a PS4 until years later when I was married and living in Phoenix. 
I bought one. I think I bought it used, um, and then I bought the the hard drive for it, mm-hmm. um, which also included a network adapter, so I could plug it into like you could get online with it with which I think was like Final Fantasy Eleven, maybe Final Fantasy Eleven and yeah. like SOCOM. SOCOM, yeah. Um, but you, but it also included a hard drive, so I stuck a hard drive in it, and then of course people had cracked that, so I could down, uh-huh. I could download a PS2 game. And I thought this was the coolest shit in the world. My PS2 would be like under my TV downstairs, right? But it was mm-hmm. plugged into the network, so I could FTP PS2 games to my PS2 from my computer. <laughs> like I would go to the PS2, I would, I would, I would put a certain disc in. I think I've told you before, it was an Inuyasha PS1 disc that would have been from <laughs> it. It would come up with a menu, and I'd be like ready to accept a game, and like go to my computer and like FTP one nine two dot one six eight. Dude, it was the that coolest, the coolest shit. shit. So yeah. I, uh, that's how I played, uh, and I, then I like I, I played tons of shit. I played Dragon Quest eight. I played, um, I think it was eight. I think I've told you about that many times. Yeah, that's the yeah. PS two one. Yeah. I played uh, Final Fantasy X. Um, I, I played Mister Mosquito. <laughs> because you had to download that i mean you had to like you saw that i mean that was um it was the there was that was when shadow of the colossus was out i think that's what got me to buy a ps2 actually now that i'm thinking about it was seeing like the preview for shadow because i was still like Mm -hmm. the weird thing about me is i was still watching e3 and stuff like i would still get excited about the video game consoles but i just wouldn't give a shit about them like i just didn't care um and like when I, i remember seeing the trailer for the Shadow of the Classes and being like, yes, this is yep. my thing. This is what yep. this is what's they, going the to The marketing for that game was so good. Um, I think, yeah, PS2 is, that's when I became aware, I think, of, of everything. It wasn't just being into the games that I was into. It was when I started getting video game magazines and actually trying to follow the news in some way, shape, or form. Because I was a little older. I could, you know, comprehend the stuff a little bit more. And it was just around that time that I got into manga and anime. Um, I think tr- probably Dragon Ball Z was like, you know, fourth, fifth grade, something like that. So shortly after the Final Fantasy stuff. Um, and then they published Shonen Jump magazine in late, the late, late 2001, maybe? I don't know. I was I remember being in sixth grade, going into into the smoke shop down the street from my school. And they had these these magazines that had Goku on it and then Yugi from Yu-Gi-Oh! on the other side. You got that. It was manga. I had no idea what that was. But that's where they also had ads for all these different japanese games a lot of it was just like anime games and stuff like that but that's where i first heard about dot hack that mm-hmm. jrpg series that i became obsessed with in middle school and i still kind of am obsessed with it um it's so that that was the time that i was really getting exposed to all the kind of stuff that i basically still love today and there was something i had just occurred to me but I, I can't remember what it was oh um there was two magazine moments that were like huge for me one i had picked up playstation magazine i think it was opm like official playstation mm-hmm. magazine and those always came with the demo discs. I don't want to say that it was the same magazine had both these things, but um, one of them had a preview article for Final Fantasy X and for Kingdom Hearts. And I remember looking at these pictures of Final Fantasy X and just being like, what the fuck? How is that a video This is game? not real. Yeah. That's- so I took the magazine. I went out to play with my friends in the woods behind my house and I brought this magazine and I was like, you guys have to see this. And we're looking at it, like, trying to read all these super long articles, and we're, you know, nine, so we're just struggling with this shit. Um, but I make it sound like I could not read. I think I could read. I'm pretty sure I could read. <laughs> but I just didn't like reading. Um, so we, dude, we looked over all these details, and then I remember turning the page and showing them this other thing. And I'm like, dude, Final Fantasy and Disney are making a game together. Like, what is that? That's going to be the weirdest thing ever. 
And so just those that, those were the first two games that I remember actively being excited for, like waiting for them to come out, rather than just going to a Blockbuster or wherever, seeing a game and thinking, oh, I want to try that. Oh, I want to play that. This is when I finally started getting excited for for new games coming out. Like I was um, it, I was huge into that magazine culture though. Like um, mm-hmm. with the especially with computer magazines. Like I, I think I finally threw them away in like two thousand one, two thousand two, um, maybe even later than that. I don't think I moved them to Phoenix, so maybe it'd be two thousand three or something. But I had years worth of PC gamers or EGMs or um, like all that stuff because especially mm-hmm. working at Babbage's. Um, you could just take that shit. <laughs> like, right. Uh, right. They, you were supposed to rip the cover off so you didn't resell it. We didn't do that. We just took the magazines. Um, yeah, right. really outing myself as a criminal in this podcast. It's ridiculous. <laughs> hey, you were, you were a youth. But, um, um, but definitely doing that thing of like, uh, you know, seeing Doom or Quake for the first time in a magazine or, you know, really uh, just any huge video game that you can imagine. Duke Nukem and all of this stuff, like just looking at it and going like, what the fuck is this? Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm curious, Chris. What was the first console that you bought with your own money? Because I mentioned mine mm. was probably the GameCube. Um, no, it had to be the Nintendo 64. I'm sorry. It was probably the 64. I don't think anybody it, gave me that. It might have been the Xbox 360 or the Wii, which I think I got in the same year, I'm pretty sure. It was one or the other. And it wasn't really even like working money. It was like birthday money or Christmas money for my grandma or something like that that I just saved up. And I was like, I'm buying a new console with this. Because um, I don't think I had a job until I was 16. And these, I'm pretty sure I got when I was 15. Yeah, but that's, anyway, I mean, that's, yeah. that's still your own money, though. Yeah, that's yeah, what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it, was, it was, yeah, it was one of those. I don't, must have been the 360. I think I waited in line. Yep, I waited in line to get the 360 at Circuit City. Uh, that was the joint that my dad would always bring me to to get this shit. It wasn't even at launch. The I think the console launched in uh, November, and I probably got it in January, February, something like that. We still had to wait in line. We had to get tickets at the door in order to like let us go in and purchase it. Um, and we got in. I I got the console, and then be my dad was like, "All right, what game are you getting with it?" Because he had to like tell tell the man. It was it was like all M rated games. And I'm 15, so I can't buy M rated games, Jeremy. Um, and then I was like, "Oh, I want whatever it was." Um, what was out then? Uh, oh shit, I don't even remember what I got. It might have been Call of Duty or something like that, honestly. Um, and then realizing that I don't have enough money for an additional video game, so my dad had to buy that. And he was like, "You son of a bitch!" <laughs> I knew this was gonna happen. I knew I'd be spending money today. Um, but yeah, oh, so the other demo disc that I found, I'm getting lost here. I'm getting, I'm getting lost in the excitement. In memory lane, Jeremy. The other PlayStation demo disc that I found that got me like really interested in video games uh, had an, an eco walkthrough on it that explained how to get through the windmill section of that game, which is a little puzzle. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it was just some guy who worked at the magazine, like literally footage of him sitting there talking, and then it would show game footage. And I had never really seen stuff like that before. But even just seeing the way that that video game looked, it was totally quiet, peaceful. There weren't enemies jumping out trying to kill you. And it just looked so different than anything that I was used to. So I became obsessed with Eco. Finally got my hands on it, played it. It was too mysterious and too difficult for me to figure any of that stuff out. But then years later, becoming obsessed with Shadow of the Colossus and then looking back and realizing, oh, wait, that other game, Eco, that I liked, it's the same, it's the same guy. I made them both. Um, so yeah, PS2 probably my favorite generation sure. i think i can firmly say that even even after ps4 and all that stuff i think ps2 is like where i got into everything because even then i would still go back and play ps1 games and 
it just opened up like a whole new world of, of games to me basically i became aware of, of e3 and stuff like that finally so it was the good shit it was the good shit and after that it's just all been kind of like all right new video game here we go um i feel like yeah, so after that for me uh when bioshock came out on xbox 360 Ooh. um that i was really like i remember seeing videos and stuff of bioshock and going like what the fuck is this like this aesthetic is mm-hmm. wild like this this whole thing looks fucking weird I'm into it, um, and it was the choice between buying a building a gaming PC or buying mm-hmm. an Xbox 360. And I felt like I remember telling Autumn, like this seems like a, like a large purchase. This is like a $300 console and a $60 yeah. game. Like I felt guilty about it. And she's like, Jeremy, I have a horse. <laughs> you need to, <laughs> you need to, you need to do the thing. And I was like, okay, cool. And uh, I remember buying the 360. The 360 had like some real dope tech in it for the for its day, like. You could get on Xbox Live and download like tons of fucking demos. And this was really like oh, yeah. before summer of arcade stuff. You could just download demos for games, which was really cool as somebody who hadn't like I'd been downloading some PS2 games or whatever, but like really I hadn't been playing console stuff at all. So like it was mm-hmm. a, a bunch of the stuff was brand new for me. It was really, really fun. Um and I think that is when I got back into like paying a lot of attention to games and what was coming out mm-hmm. and watching the e3s and like pre-ordering stuff like i did the thing for the wii um i didn't do i guess the next one would be ps3 i traded my wii for another for a friend's ps3 because he had kids and he gave oh. me a good deal for it so i got like metal gear solid 4 and i've used ps3 <laughs> um which i still have to this day <laughs> like it's still it's still working um but like for a ps4 i you know i got that day one um and ever since then like that's when i've been like really paying attention but there's something like the ps4 launch is the most recent one in my memory and like i've been super excited about it i like hooked up with my ups guy and like i was i went and met him somewhere so that i could like that morning so like he <laughs> left ups and like i was like right there on outside the door basically yeah um got it i like hooked it up it was awesome like downloaded some stuff and then played resogun fucking like eight hours like it was, it was amazing <laughs> it looked so cool um but all that stuff is, is super super fun i um and i'm i'm kind of gonna i'm getting kind of excited about the new consoles too because like I don't know. There's just something fun about learning about all of this stuff and like mm-hmm. doing it. And I don't know, like it hasn't, it hasn't done the thing that some things do. Like, you know how for a while there I was getting a new phone every couple of years. Cause it felt like you, mm-hmm. like your iPhone would break or something every two years on purpose. Yeah. Um, and I would get really, really into like looking at the new phone specs and things like that and getting kind of like excited about it. And then I would get the phone and be like, eh, oh, whatever. Um, and for whatever mm-hmm. reason, video games haven't really done that for me. Like I've never, I've never opened a new console and played it for a couple of minutes and been like, Oh yeah, this is, this is a lot like the other thing that I had. Um, yeah. it's just, it's always super exciting to it for me. Uh, yeah. There's something like, I think, and this is, this is maybe less true now than it used to be, but when you get a new console and then you get a new game with it that same day, now your attention is like on that new game specifically because this is the one thing you have for that console. That's how I felt with PS4. I got Infamous Second Son. I hadn't played any of the other Infamous games. I don't even particularly like that kind of game generally. Um, but it was basically the only thing that they had at the Best Buy that I was relatively interested in. Um, I, I think The Last of Us Remastered had already come out by the time I got a PS4, but I didn't want to spend $60 on a game I had just played on PS3. Mm-hmm. So I got Infamous Second Son. And just, I played the whole thing, got the platinum, did multiple runs, because it was the only game I had for the console. It was that, 
And the real reason that I bought a PS4 was PT. I just really wanted to try <laughs> PT demo. I'd heard so much about it. And I was like, I need to get my hands on this. And the person I was dating at the time was like, don't buy a PS4. That's a waste of money. Why are you buying more video games? I was like, because I'm a gamer. Okay. And I need to live my gamer truth. Um, so like the second that we broke up, I was like, I am on my way to Best Buy as we speak. <laughs> I am, I am going there now to get this console. Um, and then I became obsessed with PT. I invited over every person that I'd ever met to come and play PT at my house, which I'm, I'm saying all this as if it's like some distant past. It was like six, seven years ago. I was about to say, wasn't that, I mean, like, I mean, PT <laughs> came out. I don't even think it was that long, Chris. Like the, the PlayStation came out six years ago. Like PT was like yeah. three years into that. So this was like yesterday in 2020 was, yeah, time. Was, <laughs> yes. Yes. It was, it was a couple weeks ago. Um, but yeah, that, that weirdly PT was my next gen experience i mean it's a very photorealistic looking demo um and it got me really hyped for everything that was going to happen next with the with the console and new games that were going to be announced and it just seems like pt was going to set a precedent of you know secret games and stuff and like cool kind of uh mysterious stuff that was that was just going to be on the horizon for the ps4 and i associated pt with the the sounds that the ps4 makes when you turn it on and it created this kind of like cool enigma of stuff. And then Silent Hills never even came out. So the PT demo was, you know, it's nothing. It was taken off the, the PlayStation store. And now it's like an urban legend to young kids. Um, but all that stuff is super exciting. Do you, so this is more of an abstract question. We've been talking a lot about, about the gaming life. Um, did you ever, did you ever wait outside of a store for a new console? The Wii uh, was the only one. Um, yeah. So yeah. We did was- 16 hours on that one. Um, but I was 15 or 16, so it was yeah, just like... And I, did, I did, did not do 16 hours. Like, I think it was it was one of those things where, like, I was checking... There were sites that you could check for stock, like, which Target stores mm-hmm. would have stock that day. Um, and then, like, literally just going at 5 in the morning and getting, like, a number and then waiting in the car yeah. until... Because it was, it was cold outside, like, even in Phoenix. Mm-hmm. So, like, it was... Um, and then, like, going in and, like, hoping that the cool games didn't get... Um, taken before you got there right like i was really yeah. i really wanted to play excite truck um <laughs> excite truck like i still feel like that game has some of the best motion controls of all time wow because um it was a very arcadey racer but you would hold the the wii mode um sideways and like you would tilt up or tilt down to do the t- steering and then when you would go off of a jump you would pull the the controller back and it would cause the front of the vehicle to pull back so you'd catch more air um so you could like you and you could literally kind of tilt it in midair and me and autumn had the best fucking time with that game like <laughs> i don't know what it was like we would spend like hours on sunday mornings just like fucking racing some cool ass trucks i got uh so yeah we went we went two o'clock on a saturday the, the console came out sunday morning and i i don't know what my friends all all week at school we're talking about how they were going to do this and i thought everybody was just kind of full of shit i was like nobody's really gonna go and do this like we're teens like most of us can't even drive it was one kid with a license at this point um and we i i had tried to get a pre-order at gamestop for like two months like going there all the time i would have my mom go on her lunch breaks because she worked right near it and she would try to pre-order it for me and it it never worked out she was able to pre-order twilight princess for me so that was exciting um, but never got the console. So then when the day came, this kid is going down to GameStop. He's like, my dad's dropping me off. Do you want me to pick you up? Like I'm leaving in five minutes. And I just went, uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I'll go with you. And sat there from, from two o'clock in the afternoon until 7am the next morning. And 
barely ever played the Wii. Probably spent more time waiting for it than I did playing it. Um, but honestly, one of one of like my favorite memories was just hanging out in front of that Target with a bunch of weird gamers being fucking frosty cold out there, <laughs> playing board games on the sidewalk with my friends because we don't know what the hell we're doing. Um, that like the excitement about everybody being there for the exact same thing, and for some reason everything was pretty orderly. Nobody was out of line or anything like that. Um, and it just it was just smooth. We had a good time. Um, and then I brought it home. Played Wii Sports with my friends, played Twilight Princess, and then got really into World of Warcraft and never played my Wii again. <laughs> oh, there you go. Yeah, the Wii didn't the Wii didn't stick around for me very long. Um, like it was, I, I mean, I, I think I still have it somewhere. Like I, I may have given it to somebody. I don't really. Oh no, no, I traded it for the PS3, so I have the Wii U now, which plays all the Wii games. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I, you know, they a lot of those games just didn't have like it, it was like a party console like a lot of those games just didn't have like the depth that i was looking for at that mm-hmm. time like for the and i was a huge xbox 360 guy like i was um th- and this is fast forwarding a little bit but uh i was having a conversation with gary butterfield and we were talking about like cleaning up our old or cleaning up our twitter um because i've realized i have forty five thousand tweets that are just out there oh, and i was like that's probably not healthy <laughs> I, should, I should delete some of those and um yeah. just did a quick search on like jeremy's first tweets and there was one of them that was like wow can't wait to get back home and play assassin's creed 2 and like <laughs> it was it was very you know it, i guess sincere innocent I, innocent, and innocent sincere yeah yeah um but the weed like never really like i it was okay but like i just remember being kind of frustrated with like a lot of the controls my best experience on the Wii was resident evil 4 like just that was mm-hmm. that was so fucking cool like headshotting dudes with the with the with the you know motion controls Wii or whatever yeah. yeah that was that was super fun i don't know that i did i didn't do the xbox 660 launch i didn't do the xbox one at launch i did the ps4 at launch um and i didn't do and I don't know that I'm doing the PS5 at launch just because you showed me the black one and now I kind of want the black one. Yeah, the black one looks pretty dope. Yeah, dude. Um all black everything. I um Do you do you think you have a moment of playing video games or like getting a new console or whatever that stands out? This is probably a hard question to answer. As like holy shit, I am playing a like a next generation new Super Nintendo video game. Abs- absolutely Super Nintendo. Super Nintendo. Like uh Super Mario World and The Legend of Zelda. Um, like Link to the Past is mm-hmm. like the two of those games blew my fucking mind. Like it was such wow. a huge, even over Mario three um, was, it was such a huge advancement in like how crisp everything looked, the amount of colors that there were, the sound you could fly in Mario, which you could kind of do before, but now you had a Cape and you had ride Yoshi. <laughs> like it was all kinds of crazy shit that you could do. And then like, I think I've told you this before, but the experience of plays playing Link to the Past and, like what I thought, like oh, save the princess, finish the game, beat this evil wizard that I've been doing, mm-hmm. and then realizing that there's like a lot of game left, like that, like yeah. going into a whole other world that was like mirrored, blew my fucking mind. I was I could not believe what was happening. What about so you? That's when you were you were in the future from then. Absolutely, on. yeah. That was like that I was- think for me, it was 360. Oddly enough, because you know I transitioned from PS1 to PS2, and I loved those games. But the game that I was been playing on PS1 was Final Fantasy VIII. Which is age, certainly, but those uh, pre-rendered cutscenes are beautiful. So moving into the next generation, I was like, oh yeah, I mean that's kind of what it looked like before in FF8 when they did the cutscenes. Um, and then I got Final Fantasy X, and I remember thinking how beautiful that was. But the very first cutscene they show is in-game footage, and despite how excited I was, I remember being a little disappointed that it wasn't as pretty as I thought it was going to be. 
So it was, I had played, you know, millions of hours of The Elder Scrolls 3 Morrowind on Xbox. And I forgot I got an Xbox somewhere in there, the original one. Um, and that game is ugly. I absolutely loved Morrowind, but that's an ugly game. Everything is like brown and, and covered in ash. I mean, it's the nature of like the area that you're in in the game. But 360, about a month or two after I got the console, Elder Scrolls 4 Oblivion came out. I was a huge Oblivion fan. Um, but spending, I don't know, 45 minutes making my character at the beginning of that game, everybody's hideous. So that was the first disappointment. <laughs> you cannot make a good looking character in that game. Uh, but then spending, you know, an hour or however long going through the tutorial, which is all in underground sewers. And this is all by intention. They, you know, they, they knew what they were doing here. Um, you're in the dark, you're in the shadows. All you're seeing is dripping water and ugly goblins everywhere. And then you finally get to the gate. You finally step outside out into this lush green world that was the prettiest thing I'd ever seen in a game at that point in 2005 or six, whatever it was. Uh, and just looking out at the, you know, how far everything seemed to go, even though the draw distance was not far at all, but just being able to see mountains and trees and just that lush green against like the blue sky or whatever. I was like, holy shit, how is this possible? How do they put this in a video game? Looking back now, it really does not look good at all. But in that moment, I like will never forget. I was with Steve, my buddy, and he's sitting there on the couch watching me play this game, waiting for his mom to pick him up so he can go home and play his. <laughs> <laughs> and and it's just like being absolutely fucking blown away by the way that that game looked. Um, I had a buddy and that was at, at the computer shop I worked at um, who was like as blown away by Marwind as you you were sounding right now, and uh, eventually got to the point where he was like, "Bro, I'm moving." Please take my Xbox, and it has Soul Calibur. It has Barwind. Like you can have, you can play these games. It has like some Star Wars thing where you would shoot guys. Um, like please take this thing. Like you can have it for the weekend. Bring it back on Monday, and like just tell me how fucking inspired you are. And I don't, I don't think I got past the character <laughs> creation in Barwind. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, this is hideous and bad and i hate it um soul mm -hmm. caliber didn't play right because of the huge controller and i was just out i was oh like all God. right i don't even think i i don't think i left it plugged in like i think i was i took it home friday night i plugged <laughs> it in i played it that afternoon and like the next morning i was like i've got people coming over I, in case this thing gets damaged i'm gonna box it back up and just bring it to him on monday <laughs> yeah yeah oh man i see an X, xbox is another one of those things that i thought was super sleek and super cool because i didn't have one for the longest time I'd come over to uh, my uncle's house and he had Splinter Cell and like the lighting effects in Splinter Cell, even though that game was available on PS2, which I had, I thought like, oh man, this is only possible on Xbox. This is like, this is the coolest shit ever. These visuals were out of control. And then you play Morrowind, which again, I was obsessed with, but that is a, that's a dirt game. <laughs> that's an ugly ass dirt game. It's pretty bad. Um. <laughs> so now I'm, I'm wondering now that we're approaching the new consoles, hopefully I'll have the PS5 around the time that it comes out. I have my pre-order, but you know, you never know. You never know what's going to happen. Um, Amazon be Amazon. So Amazon be Amazon. I'm, I'm wondering if there will be a moment that blows me away. You know, my TV is not going to be strong enough to support the PS5. Like it's going it, to, that my TV is going to get blown away. Literally. Um, I think that's one of the reasons I bought an Xbox is because they seem to be doubling down on not only like the backwards compatibility thing, but like, Hey, let's make your existing games look like way, way nicer too. And they're doing some weird stuff. Um, I'm obsessed with HDR effects. I think HDR looks yeah. amazing in movies and video games. Like it's something that you literally can't show to somebody unless you have an HDR TV, which I think is why 
like I think two or three years ago, Sony was showing off HDR stuff on the PlayStation 4 Pro, and everybody was like, I, I, don't, I don't, what are you talking about? Like, it just looks like a normal video. And it's because, like, you can't see it. Like, you literally can't see the thing. And everyone seems to be going hard on HDR, but Microsoft is doing, like, a AI um, HDR thing to make even make games mm-hmm. that don't support it. Like, it's going to do it programmatically, which I think is super interesting. Um, and like, I have the fancy TV, like I have a super fancy TV that I bought and I want to do all the super fancy things. So I'm super excited for all of that stuff. And like, again, I have this huge library of games that I'm can't wait to kind of go back in. Like when they did the thing with final fantasy 13, um, that game looks fucking gorgeous on Xbox. Like yeah. it got me to play yeah. a lot of, the, well, got me to play some of that game. It's like, let's <laughs> not go crazy. Let's not, get, let's not get carried away. Um, but it was, it's a lot of fun to look through that library and be like, Oh, I have this, like, let me go check that out. Or Hey, there, this is on sale for $2. Let me download it and play it for a little while. And I will you know, get some enjoyment out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the PS five is going to do that too, as well. Like I, like I, but I'm more into Sony for the exclusives. I, like they got demon souls dude i gotta i gotta play demon souls but i i'm gonna be curious this time around uh especially with microsoft like buying all of these studios like what sony really brings to the table like ps4 was my primary gaming console for this generation like i played most of the stuff on there i Mm -hmm. i don't know that i'll be doing that this time around like i kind of feel like with game pass like i'm gonna be spending a lot of time on xbox I didn't answer your question. I would that my my question. My, the answer to your question was HDR. I think H, once people see HDR in video games, yeah. they're gonna be like, "Holy fuck!" Like, let me put some. I don't know what it's gonna on. be for me. <clears throat> I have, um, yeah, I have no idea. We like I said, weirdly for PS4, it was PT. Um, for for 360, it was that moment with Oblivion. Even with like PS3, I played like Heavy Rain, something like that. I thought that that game looked really great at the time. Um, do, do you know so, what? Yeah, this is going back. Do you know what? Like, I, why I desperately wanted a PS3. No. That fucking um, game that they showed off that ended up being terrible, the uh, dragon riding game. Was it Lair oh or something? I don't yeah, remember. Yeah. Dude, yeah. that video for that E3, I was like, I have to have this. I have. <laughs> and that game fucking sucked. Yeah, dude, I wanted MGS4 really bad because I had just recently become obsessed with the series, probably like a year or two before they announced that game. And um, I didn't play it for another, I don't know, five years after it came out. I didn't get a PS three until 2010 or 2011 i was way late to that um that fucking mgs4 trailer with old man snake and his mustache he's like putting oh, yeah, a gun dude. in his mouth i was like whoa dude can you please chill snake what happened bro i haven't had a what happened to bro moment yet for ps5 but i'm still excited i mean the ff15 or 16 rather uh trailer that got me excited uh this resident evil next year um you know demon souls obviously at launch pretty excited about that so we'll see it's fun to talk about this stuff. It is. And also, I think um, we're probably about to wrap up this thing because we've been going for a while. Yeah. Uh, we also just wanted to share the art for the podcast that we had created. We needed a reason to do <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, so at the end of this, I want to shout out uh, Jesse at Filthy Wizard on Twitter. They are. They am- came through. <laughs> they are an amazing artist. Uh, they are do commissions. They've done stuff for us in the past. Um, we have a... It's a very scandalous Sam Winchester out there that we that we haven't really talked about a whole mm. lot that, that that exists. They did that for us. Um, but we went to them with the idea of like we want to do a Smash Brothers art and we want like for there for there to be like 10 Jeremy's and 10 Chris's. We're going to pick our favorite video game characters. This is a ridiculous project. Will you do it? And they were like, yes, this is amazing. And I love yeah. it. Yeah. And they it was super exciting because it took them a long time, which I didn't really care about because it's not like this is a planned podcast or anything but mm-hmm. um they would just occasionally send me every once in a while in my dms i would get you know 
<laughs> Jeremy slash Ivy or Chris slash Ocelot or yeah. Chris Luigi or Jeremy Wario or whatever the fuck that was. Like mm-hmm. it, it's it was amazing, and I'm so appreciative. So go pay them to do art for you. Uh, go 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 subscribe to their Patreon. Do all that stuff. Yeah. Hell yeah. Thank you. All right, local bones. Thank you, listener. Take us out, local bones. Local Bones knows game podcast episode 1111. Thanks for checking it out. Hope you're excited about video games. Um, if you guys want us to do some more of these, I mean, we're probably going to anyway, but if there's anything particular that you have any ideas, you know, just let us know at local bones at JG Greer, you know, you know, at MOTW cast, you know, the deal, you know, it. Um, if you're listening to this, you're already, you're already in the know. So no sweat. Uh, thank you for listening. Jeremy, you have any last thoughts? No sweat gang. Local Bones. Knows no gaming. sweat gang. Episode 1011. We did it, bros. Woo. Peace. Local Bones Nose Gaming.